Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network on Yahoo Sports Radio. Our next guest is one of the top head coaches in today's game. Kansas City's Andy Reid not only has been to the playoffs 10 of the last 15 years, but he went to four consecutive NFC Championship games, including five in eight years, and put the Philadelphia Eagles in their only Super Bowl since 1980. Speaking of the Eagles, Andy spent 14 years there where he was an NFL Coach of the Year, had only three losing seasons, and was universally admired as one of the game's best. Now, of course, he's in Kansas City where he's gone 20-12 and 12 in two years with a playoff appearance, which I suspect you probably know, but what you might not is that Andy Reid is one of the most compassionate and caring individuals in the game, and it's our privilege to have him with us today. Andy, it's been a while, but it's great to talk to you again. Well, likewise, Clark. Appreciate it. Rick, Ron, likewise. Great to have you on. Thank you. Andy, first question. Philadelphia fans and media can be tough on their teams, and I'm being kind when I say (laughs) that, Yet, yet you did the unimaginable. You were head coach of the Eagles for a franchise record 14 years or four more than runner-up Greasy Neal, who's a Hall of Famer, and he left after the 1950 season. Aside from success, I guess, my question is, what kept you there so long? Well, I, I loved it. I loved the, the organization. I loved the people there. They, were, they, they are passionate. The thing they're going to do is they're going to show up. Win or lose, they're going to they're gonna show up. They think a little bit like coaches do, and that you stink they're gonna let you know you stink and <laughs> and if you if you do okay they're gonna let you know you did okay but you can stink and be okay in two plays i mean it's it's uh they, they take it play by play there covering the combos you know one thing win or lose they're gonna boo too that's right <laughs> yeah that's, that, yeah that's true that's true and there's a theory that nobody should coach more than 10 years in any one place as someone who stayed 14 years in his first head coaching job is there a point when you know it's time to move on well, I, there, you know what there probably is. I, <clears throat> I think every situation is different. Uh, I think changes in, involved there with the, with the team and the staff. You take all those things into consideration. Um, you lose normally. You lose a few good players, and how you replenish and have the opportunity to replenish those is is tough, uh, or can be tough. So you got to look at that part. Uh, listen, ten years is a pretty good run. Sometimes change can be good for both sides think. Uh, in my case, I, when I left there, I felt that way. I, I thought uh, Eagles were fortunate to get a very good football coach to come in there and take care of those kids that we had brought in, which I really cared about. I want to make sure that, that, you know, I mean, if I had one wish, it would be that that would, that would take place. I feel like that's been the case. And then coming here, this change was good for me. So my staff, which I brought quite a few of the guys from Philly there. So I think it can be a win-win, even after 14 years. But a 10 is it's kind of that magic number. Bill Walsh used to always say that. He'd say, listen, you stay someplace longer than 10 years, you're going to run into a lot of problems that you don't want to run into. <laughs> and so uh, I understand that. I see how that works. You were also, at least uh, the perception was that you were the you know, de facto general manager without uh, portfolio, I guess, when you were also the head coach uh, with the Eagles, and that's a pretty tough job to pull off. Uh, but you managed to do it, do it uh, extremely well. Uh, doing one of those jobs seems, you know, at least looking from the outside, it is, is, is pretty tough. A, how did you handle both of them? And when you got to Kansas City, why did you decide to sacrifice that end of it and do it a little differently? Yeah, Ron, I, listen, I enjoyed doing it when I had the opportunity to do it. But I, I got to the point where uh, if you're going to do it the right way, uh, you're going to spend a lot of time doing the personnel. It's going to take away from some of the coaching and uh, and 
I was okay with that early. I had Marty Morrowig there who I had full trust in. Uh, I got to the point, though, where I missed the coaching part of it. And so I wanted to just get back in and do that. And, and uh, this job presented that to me. I was able to, you know, I was lucky enough to have where John Dorsey wanted to come here and our, our ownership hired him here. So you know, that, that made it easy to, to do with, with, and get myself back into the coaching part of it, which I thoroughly enjoy. I've got full trust in Doris, as, does, as do all the coaches, and we're very lucky to have him. We're with Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs on the Talk of Fame Network. And Andy, since you mentioned getting back to coaching uh, as a coach, you're something of a miracle worker. As I mentioned, you took over a last-place Philadelphia franchise, and you had it in the playoffs within two years. And then you go to Kansas City and take over the worst team in the NFL, Kansas City Chiefs, and you had them in the playoffs within a season. So what's the secret to putting a team back on its feet overnight? I think the common denominator was on the offensive side of the ball, or excuse me, on the defensive side of the ball, we – we had good players, and, and you guys know this, that there, there's nobody better at the stat game than, than Rick. I mean, he, he keeps us all kind of in line, so he knows <laughs> better than anybody. But if you're going to be successful, especially you know, turn a program around, you, you want to have a, a good, solid defense. And we had that here. Bob Sutton, I hired as a defense coordinator, and he did a marvelous job with the crew. They bought into it. They, they had been well coached with Romeo, so we're lucky to you know have a – they had a good foundation. And then we, we got Alex, and we were able to bring Alex into the mix. And so you got a solid quarterback, and they, they had some good players around him already. So it just it worked. You know, I mean, it, it, uh, we were able to kind of get things going in the right direction here. Philly, I came in. I had a good, solid defense. We had to rework the, the offense a little bit, but we were lucky enough to have the second pick in the draft. We were able to get Donovan McNabb in there. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. Kind of rode with Donovan for ten years there, and he was unbelievable. So very fortunate to have. Andy, you were around Brett Favre at Green Bay, Donovan, of course, Philadelphia, now Alex Smith. Can I assume that any and all winning starts at the quarterback position? Well, I, I would, I tell you, it sure helps. There's not a lot of teams <laughs> that win in this league without a good quarterback, uh, if any. And I've been lucky, lucky to have been around a bunch of good ones. And that guy that you just mentioned was really good. I, I measure great quarterbacks by how many head coaches they've created. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so that uh, uh, far, uh, Brett was—he was tremendous. And, and the, the the neat part is, they all kind of put their personality into it. Brett was different than Steve Young and Joe Montana, and, and uh, Donovan was different than those guys. And and Alex is putting his own mark on this thing, and. Loving every minute of it, so it, it, it's just it's kind of interesting on how how that works. You know, you mentioned Alex, and it's kind of interesting the, the way he sort of you know quote unquote lost his job. I mean, uh, in in uh, San Francisco, his guys having a, uh, a bunch of success, and suddenly they decided to make a move, and and, and you end up getting a hold of him. What did you see, uh, Andy, and him in San Francisco that that made you find him appealing? I liked him coming out. I looked at both he and Aaron coming out, and even though we didn't have a shot at, and I didn't need a quarterback at that time, I had a great one where I was at. But I, Alex, I, I kind of had a little vested, and not, not because I'm a BYU guy, and he went to our arch rivals Utah, not because of that. But I, one of my close friends and teammates from college was the defensive coordinator there, Kyle Whittingham, who's now the head coach. So he had talked to me about him and told me what a great guy he was. I'm, I'm close with Urban Meyer, and Urban told me how great he was, and. And so I, I just kind of watched. And then for whatever reason, we had all these games against them. When I was at Philly and through 
the early part of Alex's career, we went out there and played or they came back and played us. So I got to see this whole maturation process take place and how he did it with like seven different coordinators. I mean, it was like crazy. Every year it seemed like he had a different guy and different offense he had to learn. So I'm going, this guy's unbelievable how he how he does this. And it just so happened that we had an opportunity to get him when we came here. I mean, it was a freak thing. You guys know the story. So, I mean, it, we were lucky enough to be able to get him here. And Doris got a good relationship with Trent Balky and they, they did made a trade, and we were able to get him here, and he's done very well for us. We're with Kansas City Coach Andy Reid on the Talk of Fame Network, and Andy, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball here. Speaking of quarterbacks, you play in a division with uh, a certain Hall of Famer and Peyton Manning. You coached Brett Favre, another certain Hall of Famer. You coached or were with Steve Young at BYU. You certainly saw John Elway, Joe Montana, and Dan Marino in the 90s, and, and you coach against another certain Hall of Famer, Tom Brady. If I gave you one of these guys to win one game, who would it be and why? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Man. Uh, you know, I, uh, with technology today, there's some way we can blend them. Uh, I would do that because they, they've all got – they're Something. all great, and then on top of that, they've all got one or two just great, great qualities that you'd love to put together and have this like uh, complete freak there. But I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. They all do so many things well. The main thing they do is they win, and they put you in a position where you can win championships, and, and that's uh, that's a unique characteristic they have in itself. So I'd take any of them, all of the above. They're, they're all pretty good. I'm closest though to obviously Favre and Donovan because I. They're my guys, so I mean, I got to pick those. If I had to pick them, I'd have to pick those two. Andy, as you said, Brett Favre got you your job in Philadelphia. What made him special? He plays the game like you played in the backyard. He just every game's a pickup game. I remember the first time he threw an interception. Coach Holmgren was about ready to explode. He looked like you know when you squeeze a tomato and it's just kind of <laughs> pop. And that's a, that's the way his face looked. And Brett comes over and he goes. I mean, he runs over, and, and you'd think he'd be going, oh, I can't believe I did that. He comes over, and he goes, I missed it just by two inches. I can't wait to get back out there. That was his whole attitude. I mean, it was crazy. It was, that, that's, the way he, that's the way he thought. And, and he, just, he, he had toughness. He had great vision. He wasn't afraid to pull the trigger. If he made a mistake, he would learn from it. Ramifications, though, wouldn't last very long. It would be in and out, and he'd move on. So... Uh, you know, and he's fun to be around. He's crazy. He's fun to be around. Uh, quick, a quick question here. we got about a, a minute to go, uh, Andy. Bernard Hopkins is a friend of mine. He used to complain to me endlessly about uh, Donovan McNabb this, and Donovan McNabb, like a lot of Philly fans. Uh, then we had Warren Moon on the show, and he said Donovan belongs in the Hall of Fame. What is it about him that people couldn't figure out uh, at, at some point in time in Philadelphia? Well, I, you know, and I know Bernard. But I had him speak to our team down there, so I – I met. I had a chance to meet him a couple of times, and what a phenomenal guy! And Bernard knew how to play the game, his game. So he 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 worked that thing the right way and and kept himself in great shape and lasted a long time. I thought that's what Donovan did with our game. That doesn't always work out in certain people's minds the right way. But to be a quarterback in this league, you've got to be like stuck in the middle between that locker room and loyal to those guys, and at the same time. It will handle the head coach and management and so on. You're juggling a lot of balls there, and so that's a that's a tough thing. I mean, a tremendous, a tremendously tough thing to do and do it well. Donovan did that as well as anybody, and still went out and produced. I think if Bernard was on the team with Donovan, 
he would have seen the different parts of Donovan that he, he really didn't know. He just heard from people around. Sure. Donovan could be one of the guys. He knew how to do that. He knew he knew how to – he's the funniest guy on the team, clearly. And so he knew when to loosen the guys up. At the same time, he knew when to tighten them up. He wasn't afraid to get after you. Not always the most popular guy, but it's, it's someone all the guys respected, and you know, very few can can carry that. I thought Bernard did the same thing, though, in his business. It was just, it's just a different dynamic, boxing and football. Well, Andy, we're not stuck in the middle. We're stuck at the end. We're out of time, unfortunately. But thank you for joining us. Best of luck chasing Denver and the AFC West, and always, always a pleasure talking to you. All right, you guys are my favorites, man. Appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Thanks Andy. Andy. Yep. yep. That was Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs. When we turn, we'll be talking great turnarounds as our spring cleaning series continues. This is the Talk of Fame Network.